Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. What can America do now to help the cause of Alexei Navalny? What's the most important thing? What are the actions America could take? The first action that we can take is in the United States House of Representatives and pass the supplemental to help Ukraine defeat Russia. Uh, that is the first thing that we can do. That is something that is urgent and needed right now. Uh, and I would think that the American people should rally and urge Speaker Johnson as soon as we get back the next week to put the bill on the floor, the Senate bill that passed in a bipartisan way, and let's vote it out because it will show the unity of the United States and the rest of the of the democratic world against the actions of Vladimir Putin and what he has done to Mr. Navalny. So if Navalny had not been killed by Vladimir Putin, you wouldn't have to pass the supplemental? We've reached a level of, dear God, does anybody actually understand what they're saying when they say it these days? Do they pay attention? Do they care? Is there any decency left? The way you show support for the family of Navalny or those people who are in opposition to Vladimir Putin is to pass the thing you already said that had to be passed when he was alive. We live in the upside down. And that, Congressman Meeks, Democrat, that's a ridiculous argument. There is no shame. And that's the that's the problem. There is no shame. So let us let us bring some. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. You know that I believe in supporting Ukraine. I believe it is the right thing to do. I believe it's the smart thing to do. I believe it is better for the safety and the security of the United States. Because anybody who wants to say, Tony, it's Russia. It's their own internal fight. They'll take over. Ukraine can't win this. And then that'll be it. That is a position of ignorance. And I want to have the fight. Because this is the same exact position that would lead one to believe that Vladimir Putin has no expansionist ideas, has no desire for global expansion, has no desire to grow his power base. It is the same ridiculous idea as to believe that somehow Alexei Navalny was somehow a really bad guy and needed to be in jail. Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that Evan Gershkovich of the Wall Street Journal deserves to be in jail too. Everything Vladimir Putin does is a lie. It is all predicated on the need, want, and desire for power and how you get there. And how do you keep people from trying to take you out of power? And you do that through fear and intimidation. You know how many people want to have sent me, Tony, just look how much nicer the, the subway stations are in Russia than they are in the United States. You send me that Tucker Carlson nonsense? I don't care how pretty a subway station is. Do you want to live in a country where people are killed because they politically disagree with you? Now, the argument that has people upset is, well, dear God, look what's happening in the United States. 
two things worth noting here. This is a conversation about Trump. Trump has not been killed. Man is alive and well, and so he should be. But the people concerned about this, or I should say the people who try to dismiss this concern, should really take a long look at what they've tried to do to Trump. And taking all of these indictments, playing them out in an election season, of course this is despicable. And as we have been arguing, is against an American ethos, against an American way of life, how could anybody think that this is okay? How could anybody think that this is valuable? And the answer is it's not. And I know that if if you take a look at, at, at Trump, he'll tell you, see, this is exactly what, what, the, what they're trying to do to me. The sudden death of Alexei Navalny, writes President Trump, has made me more and more aware of what is happening in our country. It is a slow, steady progression with crooked, radical left politicians, prosecutors, and judges leading us down a path to destruction. Open borders, rigged elections, and a grossly unfair courtroom decision are destroying America. We are a nation in decline, a failing nation, MAGA 2024. Okay, that's what you that's what that's what you wrote. You might want to take note of the fact that Vladimir Putin's guilty. It is hard sometimes for people to understand that multiple things can be taking place all at the same time. There is without any question the reality that we have a Democratic Party that is completely willing to not only beat up the Constitution, but pretend it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Sorry. A little bit of the cold is left, so I'm pluralizing. I apologize for that. We have a Democratic Party willing to abuse the power. You don't think the DOJ has abused its power? Well, of course it has. Everywhere you look, that this, this ruling against Trump, this wasn't the DOJ, this was this court in New York, the Attorney General, Letitia James, who ran for office saying, I'm going to go after a, a, a citizen. $350 million ruling. I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but people are okay with this? Can we discuss how completely unattached you are to a rule of law and decency if you think this decision is okay? But we have seen with our own eyes that people in in, in far too many ways politically, they don't care what the rules are. They're willing to destroy them for their purposes. They're not interested in the law. They're interested in their feelings and their feelings should reign supreme. Feelings shouldn't run supreme. Reality should run supreme. That's what matters most. That is, as a matter of fact, the only thing that matters. So here's reality. Vladimir Putin killed Alexei Navalny. And anybody who says otherwise is a fool, a useful idiot, a world-class schmuck. If Trump should ever, ever make the statement, well, I don't know if if uh, Putin killed Zelensky, uh, killed uh, Navalny. World-class schmuck. I don't think the DOJ has violated anything in going after Trump. World-class schmuck, whoever that fool may be. By the way, I don't know if I'm going to get an email 
about about uh, the Yiddish. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we won't. How about we just stick with reality here? Vladimir Putin is a killer. These are the facts. There is no law. There is only power. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This is not debate. The idea that I have to now pass aid in Ukraine to show unity against Putin is simply not a rational position. A rational position is we want this aid for Ukraine so Ukraine has the bullets to fire against these uh, Russian soldiers because Putin keeps putting soldiers one after another after another not caring about human life and the Ukrainians cannot keep up. There simply aren't enough Ukrainians to keep up with the Russians. That is an argument. How about the other side of the argument? Who said you can't support Ukraine? We said the border has to come first, the southern border of the United States. So how about we just get it done? We finish the wall in the places we said we were going to. We add the technology to be able to monitor those areas that don't have a wall because the wall isn't necessary from sea to shining sea. It just isn't. And... We ensure that we are able to shut down the border as we see fit. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden has said said as much. Now discussing the fact that if he needs to, he will engage measures to reduce activity at the border. But wait a second. I thought you needed some kind of special legislation had to have some special legislation to do so. Oh, you don't? It's not necessary? Okay. It was never necessary. Never once, never ever. The president has the has all of the power. He has the purview. Pass these things about the border. They're better for all of us. Then we could do Ukraine. You wanted to tie them together. The answer was no. How many more ways do you need to hear it? This isn't about whether or not we should support Ukraine, although we may have a disagreement about this. The vast majority of people are fine with supporting Ukraine. As a matter of fact, we should support Ukraine. But let's start where we start. Border first. I'm going to listen to Representative Meeks talk to me about unity against Putin. Can I see some unity with the American people? Can I see some unity with the people of Texas who are suffering? All those border towns that suffer, all those border patrol agents that aren't able to do their job because they're too busy making sure a child has a sandwich. I'm not opposed to children having sandwiches. I'm opposed to border patrol agents who are there to protect the border feeding kids because that's not supposed to be their job. Show unity with the people of the United States of America by working towards securing the border with just these basic things. Continue building the wall, the money for the technology technology in the places where there isn't a wall. Let's just start with that. I used to have a list of like three or four things. Now it's just this. Show America. Representative Meeks can't do that? That too hard to figure out? That too hard to get done? 
by the way, a reporter asking President Biden, this is with the helicopter in the background, whether Republicans are to blame. The way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations, you are walking away from your responsibility to the United States of protecting the citizenry by not ensuring the border is secure. You! Republicans don't know how to spin this. By the way, you under you heard what this reporter asked, right? Would you go as far as to say that election involving on the hands of House Republicans right now? The blood of Alexei Navalny is on the hands of Republicans? That's the question? His blood is on the hands of Republicans? Anybody, I don't know who the reporter was, and I don't know the network, but any Republican who does an interview with that network is out of their mind. The Republican Party in unison should tell the reporter to go to hell and the network to go to hell. The blood is on the hands of Vladimir Putin. Where in the world would they even think of getting this idea of blaming the Republican Party? And the answer is Representative Ted Lieu is already blaming Trump. So I agree with President Biden that Russia is responsible for his death. Also, what happened in a few days leading up to his death? Well, we had former President Donald Trump essentially say that Russia should attack European countries. That is crazy. That is traitorous language. Russia certainly was listening, and I think they thought, hey, we now have a green light to do all sorts of crazy stuff, and if Trump were to be president, Putin would have even more latitude. Some responses? Russia has funded terrorism. They are a state-sponsored terrorism. The State Department could designate Russia as a state-sponsored terrorism. In addition— I'm done listening to you. What does any of this have to do with Trump at all? At all? How in the world do you get to this idea that Trump is is responsible? You sound like a crazy person. Luckily, MSNBC is there to double down on this. A, a link between what Donald Trump was saying, saying, Russia, do whatever the hell you want, tornado allies. Do, do you think it, it emboldened potentially Putin? Because to your other point, the day before he died, he looked to be in perfectly good health. He'd spoken with his wife. He appeared via Zoom uh, in some sort of a, a legal arraignment that he had to do there. We're looking at pictures right there. He was joking with the guards, joking with the judge or an attorney there. He looked absolutely fine. The next day, drops dead. I think it's quite a coincidence. These people are conspiratorial freak children. But anything to blame Trump anytime. There is no question that the abuses of the DOJ are the things of banana republics and of authoritarian governments. And yes, Vladimir Putin is an authoritarian. This goes without saying. But to not recognize that Vladimir Putin is the reason Alexei Navalny is dead is nuts. But to think that funding 
for Ukraine is the only way to respond. No, it's not. But if you want the funding for Ukraine, start protecting the border. And if you want to talk about where you're supposed to show your fealty and where you're supposed to show your your connectivity and where you're supposed to show your respect, it's for the American citizens, Congressman Ted Lieu or Congressman Gregory Meeks or President Biden. Support Ukraine, sure, but America first. That isn't difficult to figure out. I'm Tony Katz. So I'm heading to Israel. I don't know what happened to my music either. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I appreciate it if you would. Uh, Yeah, I leave next week. I leave next Wednesday. Indianapolis, uh, over to uh, JFK, and then uh, to Tel Aviv. Uh, I'm going to base there, and I have a a couple places to hit. I'm not discussing every place that that I'm going, although we've got all the dispatches, so... Here, here's how it's going to work. I, I was trying to figure out how how I do the show live, right? How do I, how do I uh, do the show while I'm there, and and just timing wise, it doesn't work for all the things that I've got going on. People meeting, reporters, and, uh, elected officials. We're trying to get in, in touch with some heavy hitters. Going to be talking with soldiers, all, all people who have lost their homes, uh, a, a bunch of things. So couldn't figure out with that timing how to be able to do the show. So what we're going to be doing is sending dispatches. Every chance I get to share something that I've just seen, it's coming your way. Videos coming your way. The, the, the whole thing. The whole thing is happening. So I, I leave on Wednesday and I get back that following Thursday. So it, uh, call it a week. Call it a week that I will be uh, in Israel and I will be all over the place and sharing what's going on and, and, and what's happening. Uh, there has to be, and there sadly is not, the counter to this to this madness that is going on on college campuses. And this madness from people like uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib, who is now aggressively stating that people should not vote for Joe Biden. This Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, I'm here at the Ford Civic Center in the city of Dearborn. I wanted to remind everyone, please, know that you can early vote today until February 17th. They are open here, specifically here from nine to five. Check with your local clerks. There are early voting all throughout the 12th Congressional District. It is important, as you all know, to not only march against the genocide, not only make sure that we're calling our members of Congress and local electeds and passing city resolutions all throughout our country. It is also important to create a voting block, something that is a bullhorn to say enough is enough. And you don't have to vote for Joe Biden. An actual call to withhold support from Joe Biden from progressives. Well... I don't think Joe Biden's been a great help to Israel. Some big talk in the beginning has not materialized to anything. And progressives, I mean, they are the Jew haters. This is not surprising. So someone's got to combat this. I'm going to go tell some stories, share the stories. I'm Tony Katz.
actually give a warning when I say the story out of Minnesota. Should be a warning. Because when you hear a story out of Minnesota, you know it's going to be a problematic story. You know it's going to be some story about progressivism that's going to make you lose your head. And if you say to me, Tony, listen, man, we get it. You're on the political right, but every single story is like if the progressives wouldn't be so criminally insane, I would have less stories about this. But this, is a, this isn't about, oh, look at what they're up to now. It is, can you believe they're still up to something else? And every single thing is about how I live my life, how you live your life. Maybe if we were left alone, these wouldn't be stories that we discuss. We would discuss other things. But when they are stories about how we live our lives, how dare anybody be upset that we notice? This is what makes the entire conversation about uh, culture wars so so great. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That is the number. The the Remember when they said, well, we don't think you should have a gas stove. And people said, whoa, 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 leave my gas stove alone. And then they said, we never brought up gas stoves. Why are you bringing up culture wars? Oh, you and your culture wars. And then they started moving rules and regulations about gas stoves and gas furnaces and gas heaters. Why in the world do you not want me to have a gas stove, a gas furnace, or a gas heater? Is it because an electric stove, an electric heater, an electric furnace is easier to shut down, to regulate, to decide when and where I can use the power? And you say, oh, see, culture war. You think everyone's trying to control you. Well, just take a look at every single bit of legislation you put forward. Well, we're not the ones pushing all these abortion laws. The abortion laws are about the baby and the lady. And by the way, it is a baby. And by the way, it is a lady. Oh, you can claim that her name is Steve. From now until the end of time, that's a woman. Steve is a woman because only women get pregnant. Don't need to be a biologist don't need to uh, have any fancy degrees. I need no college education whatsoever to know for a fact that only the ladies make babies. And if you tell me, well, men can have babies. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because they don't. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's move ourselves over to Minnesota. Well, that's just great. Just wait to hear it. Wait to hear it. Calm down. Settle down. Well, up. Democrats seek to eliminate belief-based vax exemptions for families enrolled in daycare. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. But let me explain. You see, the problem is, is that is that uh, the, these 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 childcare facilities they have a right to uh, protect and and, and uh, defend the children, right? They got to keep the children safe and, and, and healthy. And then there's these parents out there, the, these, these just awful religious parents Ooh, you suck. That, that don't believe in, in certain, you know, vaccines and they don't want their kid filled with these vaccines. Now, if you ask me if I think they're right, the answer is no, I don't. I don't think they're right. I've discussed before that when, when my kids were born, um, we got with our doctor and we did change their vaccination schedule. 
It's not that we did away with vaccinations. We changed the schedule. We looked at what was happening and said, this is too much too quick. And you would say to me, you're not a medical professional. You're absolutely right. I am the parent and I make the decision. (gasps) Yay. Now we understand how the hierarchy works. It's like the conversation about education. People say that education is for the kid. Oh, 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 they're so they're they're so horrifically wrong. Education is for the parent. The parent decides the kid's education, and the parent decides where that education should happen. And this is why the money should follow the child, but the parent gets to decide what that money is being utilized for. I believe in the parent's role in a child's life. And I do not accept anybody who tries to uh, engage any type of interference in that relationship. The school does not exist to replace the parent. The school should exist to assist the parent. But right now, via public unions, we have schools that exist to replace the parent. Oh, you can't get them breakfast? Don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll feed them. Can't get them lunch? Don't worry, we'll feed them. Can't get them dinner? Don't worry, we'll feed them. You don't need to know what's in the textbook. We've got it. You don't need to know if your child's going through something. We've got it. We'll provide them the mental health services. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll take care of this. We'll let you know if you need to be informed. You are on a, uh, what is it, a need-to-know basis? They call that a, you're on the need-to-know basis, parent. Your job was to drink some Boone's uh, Farm, impregnate the, uh, uh, the, the the baby carrier, because we don't call them women anymore, and then and then drop the kid off at school. That's your job. Well, that's, the, the, the parents looked at that, and uh, they said, um, that is... Uh, Delegitimatized. That is a terrible idea. As a matter of fact, that is so crazy. That is so, You are so insane if you think that. Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ding, that, that, fries it done. Ding, excuse fries me, excuse done. me. No, Peter. Peter, I'm trying to do a radio I show. Run. I Peter, I would you please? Making flamboy whoppers. I wear paper. Oh, that's a really catchy tune. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries it done. Ding, fries it done. Ah, man, that was a lot. So you have the, the, these, these teachers, these school districts that now want to say when it comes to private daycare that we should eliminate conscientiously held beliefs as a protected immunization exemption that, are, that private daycares are forced to honor. Now, this is interesting. Because one could argue, wait a second, if I have a business, if I have a daycare, then can't I say I only take children that have their proper immunizations, quote unquote, because that's what's best for my business? I would think that that's an acceptable thing. Just just to start a conversation, that would be acceptable. So Minnesota statutes covering immunizations currently treat private child care at centers similar to public schools where the conscientiously held beliefs are statutorily, statutorily, sorry, uh, protected. So what this woman is saying is it shouldn't be protected because what, what this lawmaker is attempting to do, Senator Liz Bolden, 
What she's attempting to do is to break the idea that a parent has a say. Now, there is a difference between the private and the public sector. There is a difference between what people do with their private business versus what people do publicly. And I mean, meaning the government, et cetera. So one could argue that a private business, a private daycare has this right. The problem is you're stating that the private business can discriminate based on what? Religion. People could decide not to immunize for a panoply of decisions. Some of that could be religious, could be, it could be any reason. They could have all sorts of reasons. Here we refer to it as conscientiously held beliefs. Again, it's, it's the cold. I, I apologize. I feel great. Oh, I feel like a million bucks just right now. It, it came upon me like, uh, like a midnight clear. Uh, I'm minding my own business, and then the nose just got stuffed just as the show began. I'm like, oh, your mother. And so uh, it's, it's working its way out. So I apologize for that. But if, if I hold a belief and the private business is there to care for the kids, do they? can they tell me that my beliefs don't fit into their cycle? Now, I must say that as, as a, without hearing a more convincing argument, my answer is absolutely. Absolutely. Let me give an example. If you open up a daycare and you only want in your daycare Hispanic babies, I think that's allowable. Let me go a step further. If you have a restaurant and you only want to serve people who are Hispanic, I also think that's allowable. This is, I get it. I, this, this seems to get people kind of nutty. Do we believe in a free society? Yes or no? Do we believe in a society where people get to run their business as they see fit? I am having this issue uh, in the world of credit card processing. You guys may not know that my, my, my parents getting older as parents do and you end up taking over and you're helping with this and you're assisting with that. My parents still have a business and they have been in the credit card processing business for decades. So me and my, my brother, the good Dr. Katz, we do more advising, consulting, taking over, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. Well, there is a whole conversation and, and you, might, you might have a business and going through this about how businesses can charge their customers. But Visa and MasterCard seem to think that they can decide for the business how they can charge and where they can charge. And for, you know, can you, can you have a convenience fee on this? Can you have a charge on that? Can you, why do I have to have two different sets of pricing here? And people who are business owners are like, why is Visa all up in my business? Why are they all up in my stuff? Visa's saying, well, you don't have to take Visa. That's not, no, 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 no. That's not it. It is one thing to state 
that we accept this card and people who who uh, who uh, apply for the card, right? They agree to certain terms and things like that. But if it's a legal product, there should be no rules and regulations about what it is you buy, which is why the people who want to create special category codes specifically, it's the cult, for firearms is such a problem because what you're trying to say is, hey, banks, don't allow these charges from these kinds of businesses. You're trying to tell the people who sell guns they're not allowed to sell their legal, lawful, constitutionally protected product. Well, this is the same kind of thing that in, 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 in a series of ways, businesses do get to decide. But if the business is now going to have some type of governmental control to it, if the business is going to have some kind of, well, here are the, here are the, 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 the federal laws that we comply with, and here's, and here's what we're allowed to do. We're not allowed to discriminate here. We're not allowed to discriminate there for all the non-discrimination policies that we have. Well, then, good Lord. Why do you, just, as a child care group, get to discriminate against people who have a con- uh, a conscientious belief. By the way, I think Visa is an unbelievably abusive group of people. Anybody who is in the retail world, they know it. They know it. Absolutely abusive. We fight this stuff all the time. I think the bigger story here from Minnesota, when we're talking about childcare, is that this is about further reducing the parents' say in their child's life. The state decided I have to get all these shots into my kid. I think the shots are okay. We changed the system so the kids weren't overloaded, so we could see how things were happening and how they were reacting. So we knew what they were reacting to so we could be more responsive to our child. That was the decision we made. You know what our doctor said? Well, that's cool. We can do this. And we set up a whole system. Some lunatic out there wants to tell me that's bad parenting? Feel free. I'm not paying any attention to you. It's my kids. What does it matter? You want to ask me what I think about parents who actually vaccinated their children for COVID? Not themselves. You're you're 50 and you decided to get vaccinated. I have zero argument with you. You did what you did. Not Not even angry. Your kids? I just shrugged my shoulders. All right, your kids. Okay. God, I really hope that works out. And I do, because holy heck, do I not do I not want anything bad to happen? What's happening in Minnesota is that they're trying to say they know best for your child. Can a business make a decision? Well, I usually tend towards that. But what they're saying is parents, when it comes to education, and when it comes to being able to get it, oh, they can get the, edu- the public education as long as they follow all these rules that we decide for them. Whenever I see things like this, it reminds me to break the teachers' union in two. 
dismantle education as it exists right now and start again. Because the parent right now is not fully in control. And that is not a system worth having. I'm Tony Katz. $355 million. That's where we're going to find Donald Trump for no actual crime. We're going to find Donald Trump because the banks that lent him money didn't do their due diligence? No, they were thrilled to lend Donald Trump money. The parts that we don't admit to ourselves, that's the madness. But this this uh, decision from this judge, the attack from the attorney general of, of, uh, of New York, the abuse... Worthy of a conversation. We will get to that on the other side. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.